don't care what lies ahead. No time for guessing, follow my plan instead. Find that next stage, no matter what that may be. Take my lead, I'll set you free. Follow me, set me free. Trust me and we will escape from the city. We'll make it through. Follow me. I, I'm just saying words now. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know the thing about that song? Hmm? Is it, it fucking owns bones. That's the thing about it's it. It's true. It owns its own bones? Mm-hmm. It's a it's bone a, owner. It's a bone owner. <laughs> <laughs> I like, okay, so... Is that a pun? Because you guys are laughing like it's... No, I was no, laughing both, at Ray. Okay, you both like, said like, it's... <laughs> you both like laugh like it was some inside joke. Like, oh, bone it is, oh. it is now because we both said it. Can we just, like, for our bits, can we just do songs? Can we do the Shira theme next? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Overwitch! This is my podcaster, Void. This is... I said Void. <laughs> uh-huh. And you and you gotta own it. Yeah, yeah come on. Right, let's get going. Bring it, uh, bring it to this me. This is a podcast where we talk about Overwatch and then we talk about other video games. I am your best friend, Joe. Your best friend, T on the mic. Hey, it's Ray. I'm your other best friend, and this is my radio DJ podcast voice. Whoa! What are we talking about this week, fellas? We're going to be talking about Havana. Havana. New map in Overwatch. Havana. The song? I don't know the song. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I wish I knew how that song went. Isn't now. it Havana? It's like, Una, no, Havana. Or, or that Copa one. Havana. Oh, I thought you were talking about Music the Poppy song. Music and fashion is yeah, always yeah, yeah. the passion like, oh, in Havana. Uh, Havana, Unana. That, that thing? Yeah. It's, it's really yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, not a big fan of that song. Havana, Unana. Yeah, me neither. That's why I don't know the song. Yeah, that's why it would have been good. Too bad we're not funny. Anyway, um, yeah, there's a new map in Overwatch called Havana, and it is the same map that Storm Rising took place on. It is a payload map, escort map. What's up, Ray? Looks like you really want to cut me off. Go ahead. I I do. (laughs) (laughs) I I wanted to ask a question. Okay, what's the question? Do y'all Havana any thoughts on this map? Yeah, all right. Ray, I hope that when you become <laughs> oh a professor, gosh. you're like in the middle of a lecture and you have one kid in your class that constantly has his hand up while here's, you're talking. Here's the secret. It's also me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Havana let you know that that's just rude. Um, Having a good time. Having a having good, a oh, good that's time. Oh, song. Okay, I this think is... we've run run the river dry. Yeah, it's an escort. There was map. a river. It's more like a shallow pond. It runs the same direction <laughs> as Storm. <laughs> when you're not wrong, <laughs> it is okay. a escort map. It runs the same direction that the Storm Rising event did. So you start in the city and you continue into the garage and. It, on attack, if you're attacking with a payload, and then the payload is delivered to the castle. 
uh, where you end the map. There's no storm in this version because it's just the map, which is fine. So they um, didn't get rights to X-Men. <laughs> yeah, and Terrence, what did, what did you think? <laughs> we played a few games on this map. Granted, they were under certain circumstances vis-a-vis uh, -vis the challenge, but what did you think of the map as a whole? Well, we definitely attacked and defended, and I think we defended twice, right? I think we attacked or, twice. Attacked twice. I thought we defended I, twice. I, I we, no, because we... I attacked as, as Ball, and then I defended as Ryan, and then I attacked as Ball. Okay. I'm, I'm acutely aware. You are acute. Wait. Cute. Maybe maybe we defended twice. No one can I, sure. I, I think you defended Ball twice because you got the play of the game the last one. And Oh, that's right. I did. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm so good at video games. <laughs> hmm. Something. <laughs> um, so, uh, when we first got a taste of Storm Rising, uh, we talked about in the last episode, we uh, talked a lot about how the event didn't really seem to highlight much of the qualities about the map, and the storm seemed to be the main aesthetic that was, like, trying to get people to play it. I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, this map, I got to look at it a little bit more when we played. It, uh, still, it looks, uh, to me, uh, after playing it a few times, definitely feels and looks a lot different than other maps have been. But I think the one thing that echoes is that it's not very... It's not very exciting. I think that it definitely, like, there. I can't really imagine. I know you brought up yesterday that it kind of reminds you of uh, Gibraltar? 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 No, I was kidding. The uh, The first point to me is very, very Rialto. Mm -hmm. It feels a okay, lot like, okay. especially the first point of this feels a lot like the second point of Rialto coming uh -huh. up in the hotel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, I definitely, I definitely can see that as well. Um, the warehouse area... Uh, Definitely, you know, I'm assuming the same as the, uh, where's the one with the plane in it? The, the, the plane That's Gibraltar. Okay, Gibraltar. yeah. So that definitely felt a little bit like that, but I, I was happy about the fact that most characters could get to most of the high places in that Yeah, the that high map. ground is a little more accessible. Yeah, and, and it didn't really seem like good territory for a Widowmaker, which is, yeah. you know... A, a huge thing that I, I generally fear when we get into new maps is uh, old, old, big characters being able to own that field as well. I'm not really exactly sure the strategy behind it. It doesn't seem very, very creative. It seems like it's pretty straightforward where the fights are going to happen as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the end... It's with honestly, the whole... it's built like a tower defense map more than an Overwatch map. Actually, yeah, yeah, it is. Especially the warehouse. Now I want to play mm -hmm. a tower defense mode. Which we can. I totally forgot about the workshop. We can get into that in a minute. Ooh, yes, we can. Yeah. Which I yeah. Which is still, I still know negative nothing about, and, <laughs> and make make sense of it to me because it doesn't make sense when I said it. But overall, I mean, I'm just glad, like I was about the last map, to just see it get integrated into normal play, and that just be another map where people have to, you know, think on their toes. It doesn't really seem that that interactive or anything super crazy, but the ending portion of it that is kind of like a sand temple almost, I think that's really cool as well. It three different parts that do seem to be uh, different as you continue, but at the same time, it it's just not that exciting. I don't see anything that makes me think, man, this map is ex crazy. Like Blizzard yeah. World, Blizzard World, whoa, that that map was crazy. But um, this one is just kind of like here's another place for you guys to get a payload. Yeah. Okay. And the, the warehouse continues to be very boring. Mm -hmm. I was hoping yep. that the gameplay would mitigate that, but it's it really... It's, you spend a lot of time in there doing a lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah, yep. Like what do you think, Gray? I have a couple thoughts. Maybe more than two. Here's the thing. Maybe more than two. 
Okay. What's the first one? (laughs) I am let down by the map, but there are things I really like about it. Uh, The biggest letdown to me is that uh, Havana as a place isn't really featured mm-hmm. like like yeah, i yeah. was hoping like there's the city streets where we saw that cool cutscene, but nothing really happens there you just kind of stroll through at the beginning of attack yeah. payload with the payload and then you go to the warehouse and then you go to the castle which terence is right the castle fight uh for the the last portion is fun uh for both sides uh however it still looks a little too plain for me yeah um but something I did like a lot about this map is the spacing, the physical spacing of everything, uh, and the corridors that exist. They, um, and I don't know if it's just because it's a new map where we're still learning everything, but it seems like there's multiple routes that are easier to access on this map than others. Like, just turning a corner will let you in a back way much quicker than some other maps. And in... I, by spacing, I mean, like, distances between the payload and the edge of the map or something like that. Or, you know, where a building is. It's It just feels right to me. It's not too small, not too big. Yeah. And that that's true throughout the entire map. And I didn't think that was something I would notice or care about. But mm-hmm. here we are. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just as, a, back like, as a me- Like, if it was just plain polygons and, like, just like white cubes like it's a fun map for gameplay (laughs) but there's not really a lot of character in it which is kind of a bummer yeah i was gonna piggyback off of what you said ray because paris also wasn't a very exciting map for me but i definitely felt like i was in paris i felt like it really uh like stuck to a theme that i could be like oh okay this is why i feel like i'm in paris for havana i don't know much about havana but i also still don't know much about havana so it's like yeah fair yeah like i don't know I didn't. I had never heard the word Rialto before, mm-hmm. um, he, like getting that map. But like, I feel like I have some kind of uh, of schema for what uh, Rialto, its city in Italy, is. Yeah, and Joe, it's, it's a cool, now, unique little spot. It definitely has the Italy theme. It reminds me a lot of. Uh, uh, I know maybe you guys haven't played it, but Sly Cooper. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sly Cooper Three. It was. Uh, yeah. The, the, definitely uh, Italy. Italy. Now, Joe, I, I do distinctly remember you telling me that when we were younger, you were able to name every single map on the... Or, I'm sorry, every yeah. single city on the globe. Okay. So why wasn't Rialto a part of that? Well, because... And here's Did why. you eat a giant chunk of no. Italy First when of you all, were I have younger? since lost that knowledge, so don't at me. Secondly, <laughs> Rialto didn't exist at that time. Rialto, the Overwatch is set in the future, and Rialto is founded after uh... Venice Falls. Is it on the ruins of Paris? No, it's on the is ruins it... of Venice. Or, I'm sorry, Italy, Venice. Not... <laughs> so like a phoenix rising from the ashes, Rialto comes after Venice falls. Yes, precisely. I support this. Okay. Now, that what do you think that. about this map, Joe? Oh, I think I've got made my thoughts clear. It's it's kind of boring. It's a oh, it's, okay. it's fun for gameplay. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm honestly not too excited about it being added to the rotation like i I feel like i'm bummed because i feel like when rialto or when um havana comes up i'm gonna be like ah havana and i haven't really felt that way about a new map in my memory except for maybe Mm -hmm. paris a little bit but no not even paris 
I I still am lukewarm towards Paris, only because it got dropped out of nowhere mm-hmm. for, I almost said Venice Rialto, <laughs> for Havana. I'm excited because the the space is fun to play in for me. Okay. Well, cool. Now, speaking, I did mention something earlier. They are adding a workshop to Overwatch, which um, has not been completely added to the game yet. But what it's basically going to be is really cool is you can it's a it's a it's a workshop it's a forge you can set your own rules and your own um, interactions up with the assets that are in the game so you can make entirely new game modes i saw this one where um they set roadhog's hook to wherever it whenever it hit a surface it was like it was like widowmaker's grappling hook kind of but it had an infinite cooldown, so he was just like flying around, swinging around like Spider Man. It was really cool, um, and mm-hmm. that was like you know one example of what you can do with a workshop. And uh, I have mixed feelings on it because it's like, it's like on one hand, it's like oh, it's cool that creators can do whatever they want with this, but on the other hand, it's a little bit gatekeepery because it's it, it seems like they didn't. They did what they could to make it user-friendly, but they kind of drew a line and they were like, eh, we can only do so much and only true true gamer coders are going to get how to use this. The other thing that kind of skeeves me out about it a little bit is that it's it's kind of like, hey, audience, hey, fan base, go do our work for us. Come up with new game modes. And then when we find the good ones, we'll polish those up and release those as our own. I feel like that's going <laughs> to happen. But... I'm also excited for all the cool stuff that's going to come out of it. And that's all of my thoughts. What do you guys think? <laughs> I can't speak to the gatekeeping feelings that you're getting for the fact that I have not tried it at all. And I don't know how that sy- the, the workshop system works yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it more when it comes out. Uh, I'm excited personally because I saw a Torbjorn whose turrets were just Bastion. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's horrifying, <laughs> but also a lot so, of fun. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for all the fun, silly things that people will come up with. I do. I, Joe was right that I do get the feeling that the d- development team was like, "Hey, you keep asking for stuff. Why don't you just do it? You do it." But also, this gives them a little bit more breathing room to do the stuff they actually yeah. want to do. They did put a lot of work into it too. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um... Or take away from that because they it, it does look like they put a lot of work into making this system fairly accessible. And I mean, it is mm-hmm. more stuff in the game without an additional price tag, which I will always sing Overwatch's praises <laughs> for that because of how much DLC we swim through oh, these days. Oh yeah, so. for sure. They yeah. could totally make so much money too. And the things mm-hmm. that they uh uh you know offer you to purchase are are not necessary at all mm-hmm. for the enjoyment of the game. So that's really cool. Um, the workshop I, I, I said originally I know nothing about because every time I see the workshop, it seems so vague and I've only like read a couple things and looked at a couple things. They're like, you can create your own characters or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what on earth are they talking about? Where did this come from? And, and why is this all of a sudden a thing? And what it seems like to me is kind of like another way to just really get the most out of this game i feel like they're really trying to make this game not just a competitive outlet because it seems like that's where a lot of the players get the most enjoyment from is the competitive aspect of the normal play but if they open this up then it becomes a whole different game 
And I honestly think this is this workshop is going to change what Overwatch uh, ends up being like because people are going to try other people's game modes. Those are going to be more fun to them. And on top of that, new characters are going to be constantly integrated. So it's just I feel like it almost double uh, this workshop is almost going to double the game and yeah. keep it very relevant for it. just a stupid amount of time, which will actually give them probably a little bit more relaxed feelings about when it comes to releasing stuff or releasing things because i don't know if you noticed before i mean yeah they release stuff back to back to back but we're still like where's that lucio uh short you know where's yeah. where's more information about this like these things are happening once a year and on top of that maybe and this is my true hope because i still want the holiday event games to be different it's just yeah. new you know maybe this might help them uh, ease in new ideas without us being like, oh, this is stupid, blah, 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 as you know, general publics tend to do. So, I, I don't know. I feel like it's a nice little way for people to just expand their brain about what Overwatch is capable of. So, mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what comes next. Yeah. Alright. And, well, Any... speaking of how they kind of have this focus on competitive, um, Overwatch League is an enormous... Uh, portion of what Blizzard is focused on right now with Overwatch and it's cool because Overwatch League is really cool but also I mean I don't I stopped watching it like you know it's not for everyone who plays Overwatch so the rest mm -hmm. if the rest of the game is kind of on the back burner that's kind of a bummer too so I like the idea that they're going to be able to spend more time focusing on the game um one thing I do want to mention about the Overwatch League, though, with uh, even though even though I'm not like caught up on it or paying attention anymore, there are two new skins in the game which are really sick. Uh, there's the Atlantic Division Mercy, I believe, and the Pacific Division Lucio, or maybe it's the other way around. Um, I don't know what any of that means, but both of the skins are really really cool. Oh, and if you so good. had the foresight to have your uh, Twitch browser browser page open on overwatch league so you could rack up um overwatch league tokens they are i, I bought them both because i had enough tokens too and they're they're both really sick oh that's cool yeah um, I... um oh, i'm sorry go ahead oh mercy's uh aesthetic is very uh moon directed yeah. and lucio's is very sun directed i'm also glad i'm also excited to see like what kind of different uh things their uh, costumes how the how it interacts you know they always have like little fun stuff so joe i would love to hear what you say about that once you played uh those skins a little bit more yeah joe doesn't play healers yeah i don't play healers <laughs> well now you are ray uh, you're not allowed to play healers anymore just dps I i'll be the tank speaking of tank we should talk about our challenge. Mm -hmm. Ooh, good segue. It's just a, it's just a, a, a bridge of segues. Is what we're yeah, on I'm digging it. Bridge of segues is the name of my biopic. Okay. And... All right. Anyway, back to the segue. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was our challenge this week, Terrence? <laughs> uh, our challenge this week, as provided by the challenge roulette, uh, was we were all supposed, it was a team challenge. We were all supposed to use tanks and the challenge was teamwork. Is that Latin? And basically, we play three games where we are all three tanks and all actively not doing what we're supposed to be doing, which includes being on the payload or defending your team as tanks do, or or or, or, or cor, what is what is the word I'm looking for? Coordinating. Cor, 
I'm messing that <laughs> word up so badly. Ah, my brain is killing itself right now. But um, not not teamwork essentially. So yeah, how how did you guys feel about that? How did it feel to you? It was really frustrating. Um, was it because we were being shitty, which we also added for no real reason? I mean, we were absolutely <laughs> being shitty to each other. Some yeah. of us more than others. I'm not gonna name names. I promise you, I was not doing more. I was I, stepping into the. I bit. wasn't naming names. I was, I was stepping just into saying, the bit. <laughs> but it didn't help that there was a big toxic energy in the chat room, and I was filled with anxiety and hatred and rage and. I said rage already, didn't I? No, you didn't. I don't think you did. The best part is, is that I was, like, doing really badly, especially the first game. And as I did worse, I just continued to blame it on the team more and more, which is, I think, (laughs) what people do. Like, I was almost always dead because I was playing uh, Wrecking Ball and I continued to just dive in alone and with no escape plan whatsoever. (laughs) I I spent more time dead than alive. (laughs) And... And I was, I was like, you know, I was like, where's the team? Where's the team? How come nobody's, how come nobody's pushing the payload? And it's like, uh, yeah, it sucked. I didn't, I mean, I had fun doing that, but it was also, it did not like being that person. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I played a lot of Roadhog and Zarya, and the Roadhog games were really tough. I could self-sustain myself, but it was really difficult to get anything done because I was the only one who was actually doing work because the rest of my team wasn't doing doing anything <laughs> get productive. out of here! Including my healers. <laughs> and when I played Zarya, all the, the other tanks <laughs> on my team were doing fine. I can tell you why your, why your healer wasn't doing anything. It's because, at least on the game that we were playing defense and I was playing Reinhardt, Moira was just healing me. And I kept pushing them back to spawn and doing really oh, irresponsible see. stuff. <laughs> Oh, I see. That's why. I just kept pushing further and further, and the Moira kept following me. (laughs) Well, I support that Moira for trying her hardest to keep you alive. I did play Zarya and had, like, three very selfish grabs that did nothing for the team. (laughs) I just did them when I thought it was best. Uh, One time you bubbled me, and I I thought to myself, I'm like, what the hell, Ray? (laughs) You're protecting me from damage. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's just how Zarya works. That's how I leaned into the teamwork yeah. non-aspect of this. And I only played her once, mm-hmm. but I, I also leaned into that toxic feeling by just doing grabs, which are yeah. very difficult to get with Zarya mm-hmm. sometimes. But overall, I dislike this challenge. <laughs> I But I did learn friendship and teamwork, or I relearned it. I relearned friendship and teamwork. Wasn't it yeah. kind of awkward to, like, branch out of it? I was kind of like, I know what I should be doing. I know what uh-huh. my team is, yeah. but I'm going to go in anyway. I went in and used an alt as my team was dead as Winston. So I used Winston, <laughs> and guess what? Didn't work. Uh, I used Winston and Orisa. And actually, I was popping off with Orisa. Apparently, if I use my tank just to sustain myself, I can get the most amount of kills. But um, I was just, I was on fire for a huge amount of time. But I think the problem with that particularly is that some people would just get behind my shield. So I couldn't, yeah. like, <laughs> like <laughs> I set it down in front of me. People got behind it. It was like, oh, dang it. Oh, but, I'm, um, I'm participating to coordination somehow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I I enjoy uh, just f- uh, getting into the mindset. Not, not verbally, because that was just shitty. And sorry, uh-huh, Ray, uh-huh. I really, like, 
I thought we were in a comfort zone where we were all acting, so, you know, I wanted to have fun. Joe was making me laugh so much. <laughs> and I was just like, we, this, is, this is hilarious. We but, were, but I take everything everyone says at face value. <laughs> I don't understand nuance That's whatsoever. Okay. In that first game, I was being really toxic, but then, like, when we were almost done, we didn't even get it to point A. We didn't even push it to oh, point no. A. And I was like, wait a second, actually, where were our DPS? I had 2,300 damage of his gold. And I was like, wait, wait, actually? Actually, that was going to be here. Okay. Really quickly, that was going to be another point that I had because one of the things I was being shitty about was healing. And we really weren't getting healed. I was like, (laughs) there are three tanks. You got to heal somebody. Like it's because Ray wasn't playing healer. Exactly. No, it's a hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent true. Here's the other thing. The three of us were doing well individually. I was Mm -hmm. tracking that. And, Individually, we were getting the most kills and the most damage, and I got golden healing as Roadhog at some point, which, you know, that that speaks to the kind of team we had, but we were not, like, aiding in in the team situation. It did reveal to me that individually we all have grown and improved significantly with tanks. I think what this also proves is that bad teamwork is a is a vicious cycle that like, just uh-huh. makes itself worse. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And it really just felt like how we normally feel when we are when we just have those people on our team. Like, I really didn't see a huge difference between the other people that I was with. Isn't that weird? Like, mm-hmm. when we're yeah. working together and we're in quick play and we have three other people who are just doing whatever they want, it felt exactly the same as us getting in there and doing whatever <laughs> we wanted. It was disgusting. But... Overall, it's a team game. Tanks are meant to protect, and yeah, God, there's got to be a third well, one, right? How did you feel about it? I, I, uh, I, it was kind of like whatever. I, well, I mean, speaking of, it was kind of like whatever. <laughs> Just set up the segue from a mile away. Yeah. Okay. All so, right. I do have one more. We have one more thing that I have to tell you before we move on to the ad break. Okay. I have some bad news for you. And Should we wait? No, it's important. Oh, maybe oh. we should wait. What? I think uh, we should wait. Bad news? I don't want bad news. Yeah. It's not the worst Am I being news. kicked off Overwatch? No, no, no. Oh no, my no. goodness, no. No. Uh, if, anything, if anything, you're the only one who can stay. Am I getting kicked off over which, though? No, I'm joking. No. <laughs> so I don't I, watch first, but... I, I think we should wait. Let's well, wait. We'll wait. Okay. We'll, we'll tell you when so, when uh, when our guest is here. After yes. this commercial break, okay. Um, yeah, after this commercial break. Boop, 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 boop. I have <laughs> this loot box here, but there is a satellite on top of it. Can someone mm-hmm. tell me what's going on? So it's time for some more incoming transmissions, which we haven't called them that yet, but now you know what they are. Uh, Incoming transmissions are the ad portion of the show. Currently, we are um, letting you know about other shows on the network on Lunar Light Studio. And if you would like to have an incoming transmission read on the show, you can find details of how to get that advertisement or personal message read by us in our humble voices uh, by going to lunarlightstudio.com and clicking on the top right where it says incoming transmissions. It's true. If you got a birthday for a friend coming up, have us wish them a birthday. Mm -hmm. If you love Winston so much, let us be your furry guide. Mm -hmm. If you want 
to tell us how much you like potatoes. And if you have a different podcast that you want our listeners to listen to, I mean, you're going to have to fork up, but you know, <laughs> fork up. But we'll tell you... them. We'll sell out. <laughs> do, do, do you have a secret message that you want to tell your gamer friends? Mm-hmm. Do you want a bunch of a bunch of hidden gamer swears? Ooh, hidden gamer swears. As long as they're not racist, because most gamer swears are racist. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, heck. Ah, oh, heck. Anyway, yeah. So speaking of these incoming transmissions, let's open up this week's loot box and what's in there? What three? Four? Twelve? There's Four. many things in many here. Many things in here. Oh. Terrence, what's that first one? What is what is that shiny little guy? I think that's Patreon. Ooh, I think that's a new Pokemon. <laughs> what is that? Is that the legendary for Patreon Sword and Gun? Day. <laughs> it's it's a, a version of. E- I'm not gonna go that way. Um, oh, the money type. The Patreon, yeah. <laughs> it's the a money, money type. type. It's the money type Pokemon. Money. You give it money. It does. It goes up in level and gets more move slots. And when Patreon levels up on Lunar Light Studio, <laughs> the first thing that you unlock as a listener is a brand new actual play podcast that is available to any general listener now that we have reached our $200 a month goal. So that is one of the cool things that we've been able to do as a network because you all have been so cool in donating the network unless you don't donate, in which case, get on it. Come on. Come Only on. if you can. Only you if you don't... can. Seriously, yeah. Don't don't stretch yourself too thin or anything <laughs> like that. But for we... even one dollar a month, you do get access to so much bonus content. We put up new little clips every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I think yep. also Saturdays now. For uh, all the shows. For all the shows from across the network. Five dollars a month, you get access to monthly live streams. This past month, I played Donkey Kong Country, all of it. And then also started Donkey Kong Country 2. And we had just a good old time with a bunch of people from the network coming in and popping in and and, and talking about how perverted Swanky Kong is. So if you want access to that and you it's want true. access to the, the VOD of that, go ahead and start donating at the $5 level. And there are so many other things uh, as the tiers go up as well. So Stickers. Stickers. There's stickers. Uh, if we reach another, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but if we reach another... Um, donation milestone we'll be able to open up a merch store so we can start uh selling merch to you all and i mean i like to have stickers and t-shirts of the things that i like because i'm a nerd so yeah patreon's cool go go to lunar light studio hq dot dot patreon.biz or whatever it is you can find it i trust you <laughs> it's true also the name of the D podcast that's going to go up is called surely you quest if you look that up on twitter you should be able to find it not much is going on no episodes are out yet but it's coming mm-hmm. get ready oh, Lord, he coming and... and additionally because we are growing as a network um and we're able to support more projects we have not one not two not four not five, but three new podcasts. Three new podcasts. Three new podcasts coming out within like a 10-day radius of when this episode drops. I believe yesterday, Thursday the 9th, is the first date, uh, first air date for Mock Footage, which is a podcast that Ray and I, from this podcast, are doing about movies. And um, that's that's all we're going to say for now. <laughs> I don't know. Ray, do you want to get a little bit more into that? what that is? Uh, yeah, uh, I really like movies, but I haven't seen a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And so I, Joe and I watch them, but I give you a very 
accurate plot synopsis <laughs> before we watch it. Yeah, Ray has to make up the plot before he knows anything. Like, just, just what he knows through cultural osmosis. It is a good time. It is a short podcast, and it is going to be coming out every week on Thursday, starting yesterday. Um, another new podcast that we're really excited to have is the Trans Questioning Podcast, hosted by Sarah Zedig. Um, the, the great and talented Zarazatic, I should say. Um, and Terrence, do you know anything about that podcast? Not to put you on the spot, but... Um, no, I actually don't. Actually, you guys telling me before this podcast is my first time hearing of it. But, yay! If you had to guess, if you had to guess what it's about. I think it might be for people who might have questions Uh about things involving trans and transhuman alike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's think... pretty pretty accurate. It's about Sarah Zedig's questions about being a trans woman and uh, about her transition and many other things. Basically, whatever she wants to talk about, but mostly focused on those topics. Yeah. And I have not listened to it. But no, that's a lie. I started listening to it. It's very good. Sarah <laughs> Zedig is a very big personality. Mm-hmm. Big energy. So Go support fun. her. Sarah, go support Sarah Zedig. Trans questioning. (laughs) Yes, uh, and uh, trans questioning podcast comes out every Monday. I see either every Monday or every other, but it did start airing this week, uh, the four days ago from when this releases. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end of time is Deck of Friendship, another new podcast, which is going to be hosted by our very own Ray. He's starting two new podcasts within four days of one another. Um, As well as Mars from Artificial Ghost Radio, as well as new addition, another new addition to the network, Marble. I have listened to the first episode internally. I am Deck of Friendship's biggest fan. It is a <laughs> podcast about friendship anime, game-based friendship anime, which is a bigger barrel than you might expect with how many qualifiers there are on that. It's um, true. But obviously they start with Yu-Gi-Oh! Because that's what comes to mind when you think of game-based friendship anime. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. they delve into the themes of friendship and how they is used to overcome challenges in these game-based animes. And how Yu-Gi-Oh! is secretly um, communist Socialist. Pro- propaganda. Yep. <laughs> which is <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Is, is, am I missing anything important, Ray? Uh, Deck of Friendship will start coming out every Tuesday on the Lunar Light Studio. Hey. I have all these podcasts help. 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 <laughs> yeah, that was a very big loot box. But Lunar Light Studio, we're growing. We're coming after you. And you're going to get some good feels. And that's mm-hmm. our and that's our siren that's coming after you. <laughs> we're coming after you. <laughs> right now. <laughs> we're coming we're all there. <laughs> but honestly, that is the ad break. There's a lot of fun stuff coming. If you want your own ad, like we said, you can check out the incoming transmission section on the website. And yeah, I think it's time to go fish for a guest. Yeah. Who, who might we find this time? I mean, you know from the episode description, but... (laughs) But but air of mystery. (laughs) I'm your host, Andy. I hate most things, but I try not to let that get in the way of me enjoying my life. And I'm Evan. I love most things, and it really makes me enjoy my life. I'm Ronnie. On our podcast, Ending Pending, we talk about television shows that have only lasted for a single season. We're like canceled show investigators. That spells CSI. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a bit. That's a bit. Yeah, that was like a joke yeah. there. We go episode by episode to find out what's working, what's not working, and where it all went wrong. And it's not just bad shows. Sometimes we do really good shows. Yeah, like Kings. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. That's yeah. really, really good. And The Quest. Ooh, love The Quest. Yes. Good choice. Excellent good choice. show. And Selfie. Oh, no, no. No, Ronnie, no? no. That no, was a bad selfie. one. That was, that was oh. yes, real bad. We didn't like that. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday on LunarLightStudio.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Ending pending. Is it working for you? Oh, yeah. So welcome back from our very chunky ad break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I managed to find a guest off the streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When am I getting my twenty? When am I getting my twenty-five dollars for this? Uh, I didn't. I I I I professionally contacted a. Let's see. Let me look at my notes here. Let me just uh, make some foley. Miss Haley Rose. That's me. Would you Hi. Like to introduce yourself. I'm Haley Rose. <laughs> uh, I I come from the streets apparently, and. Um, that's where I uh, I built I, I hobbled together a PC rig out of refuse and rat rat tails uh, mm-hmm. that I cut off of rednecks, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I turned that into a beefy rig with a master cooler system inside, uh, and yeah, so I, I play PC games. Also, I also I work at Lunar Light as well, and I do mm. Good Boys Girls of advertising. <laughs> Ooh, I think we've <laughs> talked about it a few times, have we not? Well, I mean, yeah. if you've listened to a strange galaxy warp that happened where we, we ended up in a different uh, oh, yeah, multiverse for a I second. I might have wound up here for a second. Haley's <laughs> been m- here before, just not with us. Like, have... you, you came over when we weren't home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Used our equipment. You, yes. you came into our house, knocked over all my porcelain, and, and then left. I And then I, I ogled your, your Overwatch uh, like character mm-hmm. sheet. Yeah, you, you sure did. <laughs> <laughs> You're not familiar with my work. We did the extremely horny episode of Overwatch, and uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my claim to fame now, apparently. Well... I what else did you cover um, on that particular episode of Overwatch? Mm, no, I don't recall. Did you, you do any games? Yeah, because t- typically we talk about Overwatch and another video game. Yeah, yeah that's right. I don't recall. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Rose, you're making it really hard for me to break this news to Terrence. It's really bad news, and I need you to fall into it. Oh, I think we covered. I think we covered uh, Roblox. <laughs> Quality Oof. game. Quality, <laughs> Quality game Go. for the youths and their creative minds. Thank it you. It is. No, we did Fortnite. <laughs> mm-hmm. A game that we all agreed to never play. We convinced the advertising ladies to do it. Yes, uh-huh. you did. And In my uh, house. Then... Guess. Guess what happened? Oh my god. Guess yeah. what happened? Uh-huh. What happened? Go ahead and tell him. Ancient sins. <laughs> what is the ancient hey, Terrence. I got a message from a Miss Haley Rose this weekend that said, "Hey, want to play a game?" And I wrote back. No, I was it, kind of in a. It, it wasn't that. The intonation was actually, "Do you want to play a game?" Ooh. It's true. <laughs> and I went into a fugue state, and I wrote, "I would download Fortnite for oh, you. I'm yeah. doing it right now." Ray, <laughs> Ray no. Why? But that's 
But that's not all. Joe, oh tell God. him. <laughs> tell him what's behind door number what? two. <laughs> it's Joe playing Fortnite. Ah! You guys, I'd rather you I'd... spit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know well, if don't you know this, Terrence. We don't kink talk oh. here. And, yeah. he, and tell them, both of you, tell Terrence what's behind door number three. A streaming Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With our friends. <laughs> because. Oh, Fortnite is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Finish no. it. Finish you know, it. You know what? Something immediately came to mind. You know what you have to do to make this up to me, you two. And I, you guys have to now. You can't even deny it. Guess what, what game you guys have to play with me? Guess Wizard what? 101? Yes. Absolutely <laughs> Wizard 101. I am so excited. And I can't wait to see what school you guys end up at. Because it's going to be a freaking blast. So, thank you for signing the pact of your soul. Okay. That's fair. Okay, That's wait. That's entirely so, fair. Okay, Fortnite's fun with very good friends. Yes. Without Fortnite friends, is... it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only play it exclusively with friends on the network and so I'm with a, others. I'm only a social Fortnite user. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I can stop whenever I want. I'm just. Here's the thing. It's the thing about the thing. The big difference between Apex Legends and Fortnite is that Apex Legends is a good video game, mm-hmm. and Fortnite is not. This is uh, the bad but... universe. I hope you guys know. This is the bad reality. <laughs> yeah, we just trapped you into like doing an episode about Fortnite really quick. <laughs> we tricked you. you the guys whole are thing saying was it a so ruse. much though. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna beep it every time. Don't <laughs> listen. <laughs> Here's the thing: people change, Terrence. Oh, I've not man. changed. It's still a bad game. It's fun <laughs> as hell to play, though, and there is some dumb shit you can do, like connecting four hamster balls together and making them self-propel and fly. Speaking of self-propelling and flying, hey, the game that we wow. actually brought here. He's been on to... a roll, Haley. He has been killing it today. Seriously. The segues wow. are impressive. that we are actually here to talk about today is Kerbal Space Program. And uh, the three boys here are real big dummies, so I really would like you to take charge of this conversation, Haley Rose, and tell us a little bit about it. What is Kerbal Space Program? How do you play it? Is, is it a fun? game... Kerbal, Kerbal Space Program is a highly advanced, <laughs> um, uh, robust. It I would a, say it is a robust. Um, Big bootied, as some would like to also say. It is a robust, well, well bestowed, bootied <laughs> game about uh, a space program. It's a space program simulator, and that's not just like. Th- at first brush, you might think it's all about like, oh, we have to hire astronauts and plan missions and stuff. It is literally, it's a sandbox game where you go in, you have a box of ro- rocket parts, and you slap them together and shoot stuff into the sky. And most of the time it explodes, but sometimes you land on the moon. And there's an entire solar system that is based on our real life solar system, but scaled down for simplicity. Uh, and it is incredibly robust it you have to have an understanding of orbital mechanics and vector acceleration and gravity and basic rocket science to actually <laughs> is that a like, is that addressing basic <laughs> rocket science yeah <laughs> to like get this thing off the ground but the coolest thing about it though is if you like invest the time the most rewarding thing about it is that if you invest the time and you watch like other youtubers who play it 
and like really like get into the nitty gritty and like mess around, you can actually learn quite a bit. Like you can learn a lot about how these these massive accomplishments of human engineering like get off the ground and into space. And the thing is, it's it's one of those games that's so inaccessible and difficult and like niche <laughs> that like you have to be a huge f- fucking dweeb to like get it and like care enough to like invest the hours upon hours of time it takes to like get two pieces of metal in orbit and then make them dock and then you just like fucking party for like a week off that accomplishment <laughs> of like i just made two spaceships dock in orbit around the moon like it's just it's it blows your mind and then like it's also just a stunning like visual game like it's simple it's very simple cartoony graphics but there are these like (laughs) moments where you're like going around a planet like a four you're going around jupiter and like the sun rises over the horizon of jupiter and it just like flashes this light and you just have this like little moment of like fuck space is awesome i (laughs) love this so Um, i have a question yes um can you put it on your resume that you've successfully gotten to the moon Haley Rose, PhD, Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> Chimes in. Um, from Kennedy Spaceport. No, uh, I honestly, like, at this point, I, if somebody put, if I was the director of NASA and knew, if I worked at JPL, knew about this game, and someone submitted to me a video of, like, a bunch of cool shit that they made in Kerbal Space Program to my desk and I watched it, I would be like, this person probably knows what they're doing. Um, <laughs> Like, it's it's that robust. In fact, they do use this as a simulator in some, like, rocketry programs in colleges. Because oh, it is, yeah. Absolutely. It is, it is that good of a little simulation. In fact, like, it, and it works backwards, too. There's this YouTuber named Scott Manley who does, like, he's, like, the guy on Kerbal Space Program. He's an astrophysicist, and he, like, that's why he's so good at it. But he got an actual astronaut who, like, flew on the space shuttle to play the game and like taught him the, the controls and the astronaut applied what he knew about actually flying actual spaceships to the game and managed to like do it. Like it's, it's Hell that yeah. robust. Wow. So it's a really fun game. I was hanging on to that little tidbit in our like pre pro <laughs> session. I didn't want to spoil that, but yeah, That's I really mean, cool. You, I don't think you could put it on your resume, but it definitely <laughs> helps. It definitely helps. Excellent. I mean, especially, it, especially because like, you can't you can't go to space. You can't go to space. I can't go. I don't have the money to go to space, <laughs> but I do have like thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so true. when because we we spent a little bit of time with you last night watching you play it a little bit and showing us the ropes. Uh, Lies. Or, I was playing Ray was it. playing it, and and Haley was guiding Ray through yes. the the stages of how to how to build a, a really dumb plane um, with a mustache. It flew. It, it worked. did fly. It did technically fly after wobbling a lot, but yeah. uh, and it went uh, to space. It did. Mm-hmm. Te- kind yeah, the kind edge, of the very edge, of space. almost space. <laughs> sub. It was the edge a of space. Sub, it was a suborbital flight trajectory. Yeah. so yeah and you were just saying shit like that and i was like dang i really like i don't know that i want to play the game but i really 
loved the time that we spent in it, especially like when we started to get in the groove of things and mm -hmm. the music in the game is very chill. Like it, it seems is. like something that you can just zone out with and like really push everything else aside, which maybe isn't the healthiest thing, but sometimes that's what you need. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah. I believe all the I... music is done by Income Tech as well, the Kevin McLeod oh. group. Cool. They do all that. But yeah. It's nice. true until proven otherwise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not gonna, we don't have access to the internet here. None of us. Not a single I one. I really enjoyed the few hours I had. It was very difficult. There is a high learning curve if you're not used to <laughs> any physics, which is me. I'm a history major. Me too. Uh, and thank <laughs> but you've spent a lot more time with this. I, I really enjoyed it. And I don't know if I will commit more time, but it is definitely something I would like to commit more time to. Uh, it just felt very satisfying trying different things and then failing and then having you tell me what works. And I'm like, oh, of course, this makes sense. Right. I need an engine. <laughs> You're like, I don't know why it doesn't go. There's no fire on <laughs> it. <laughs> you didn't put the fire something, underneath. Something under it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually found out about this game while I was attending college and my friends were uh, like gathered around a computer. And I was like, oh, that looks like a game. And they were like, actually, you have to do a first science project. And uh, I explained it to them because I, I just I, I am bad with vocab. <laughs> and um, I was explaining to them that they were, it was somehow connected to some class that they were taking that involved space that I was definitely not. Uh, a member of but they did uh present it to me as a game they said we have to play this game in order to do this and i saw them flying and i was like oh that's cool and you know i kind of walked away so i didn't really get much from it at all and when you say kerbal space program and when i started hearing descriptions i'm like i swear i've heard of that before and it totally made sense uh how it connected now seeing it for the first time completely overwhelmed holy moly mm -hmm. donut shop i don't know like what um what the goal was presenting presenting it as a game specifically because I feel like it would be much more effective as just like strictly Learning like software. Yeah, exactly. That would be amazing. You know, if that was like a, a honest part of curriculum for it. And um this uh <laughs> watching Ray play through this game, it was funny because he did say there was a lot of reading. And then, you know, we get past a couple parts and I like kinda glanced over at the other tutorial parts that we had that was going mm -hmm. through. And I was like, man I thought Monster Hunter had a lot of reading that doesn't compare <laughs> at all to this game. And I always, I, I do like video games like that. I like video games where there's just seemingly endless possibilities of things I can learn about it and, and integrate it. But the thing that scares me about this game is that you need to have just so much of it to mm -hmm. to, to do it. You know, like you can't just learn as you go per se. Oh yeah, which is uh, very interesting to me. But I did want to ask you, what got you into this game? What what did it? <clears throat> okay, so I uh, I also encountered this game for the first time when I was in college, uh, the first time, um, and then it was a, a let's player was playing it. Um, you might be familiar with them. He's a, a known Nazi apologist, Jack Septicai, uh, <laughs> and. Um, at that time, I was I was into that whole let's play scene before like it all went to hell, um, <laughs> and uh, but he was playing it and it just looked like a lot of fun because he would just slap rockets together and shit would blow up, but then like he would do a bunch of research and like figure out how to do like one thing, 
and then he would do it and he would just like be like I did it and uh, it something about it I just like it resonated with me cuz I've always loved like you know sandbox build some stuff send it out in the world kind of yeah. games uh-huh. like there was there was that game a while back it was like you build these little robot like like siege weapons and then you like attack towers and it, I love Fortnite yeah, Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> please, Ray. Please, too soon. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, it. Something about it drew me to it because I've always been a space nerd. You know, like I grew up. My dad read space atlases to my brother and I, like to go to sleep. And hmm. so, for me, it was just like I want to. I want to touch the sky. And so I got the game. It was still in like really early beta at that point, and like so janky and like all kinds of because it's a lot of physics going on there's aerodynamics there's gravity there's like different kinds of gravity for different heavenly bodies and there's the sun and like all of these different forces interacting with each other yeah because like when you leave one planet all of a sudden then you're in the sun's orbit and then you have to break out of that one to fall into another planet's orbit and then that's a different gravity so it's like different for it's crazy but (laughs) the the weirdest thing about it though is that it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. And that's uh-huh. that's the thing about this mm-hmm. game is like you look at it at first brush, you're like it's like opening Photoshop. You're just like uh, I don't know. What does the brush tool do? Oh, when am I gonna use that? Like and then as you go on, there are and there's also different game modes. I don't know if you saw there's the career yeah, mode and yeah. the science mode. Yep. So yeah. the career the career mode has like contracts and like it's a lot you have to worry about your reputation if you crash too many things you get less funding and like you can like actually Jeez. you run an actual space that program like so yeah. much more that that's it's, that side of things like really kind of like gave me a little I, bit of anxiety i was like yeah ah, i no. i do not like that that game mode personally but there is a science mode where you start off with a solid rocket booster a capsule and a parachute and you go and you come down and you have to gather science. So like mm-hmm. you get a crew report when you're on the tarmac and you get a surface sample and you go up in the sky and do a crew report in the sky. And you, you know, like when you're at the very top and there's like a little bit of zero gravity, you jump outside, you do an EVA report and you jump back in and you land again. And like you get little bits of, of data as you're going along. Mm. And then you use that as a currency to buy more rocket parts so you can go further get more science get more rocket parts and then gradually build it up and up and up and up that's That's, yeah that sounds way more digestible yes because then then you're also learning as the game is progressing so like Mm -hmm. you have at first it's literally you do go up and you go down it's a sounding rocket is what it's called and it's just it goes up and down it doesn't go to space it just goes high and then you put two of those together and then it goes really high and like little bits and pieces and then eventually like you try to get into orbit and then you try to land on a different part of the planet and then you try to go orbit around the moon and then you try to put a person on the moon and then like there's also probes so you don't kill people when you fail at crashing into the moon and like and that progression is a lot simpler but the the weirdest thing about the game is like it becomes pretty intuitive after a second. Like you don't have to be that you don't need a degree. I'm also a history major. I dropped out of college and just came back in. Like you don't have to be that smart to like figure the game out because Mm -hmm. there's also a very robust community around it. And the modding community is really where it's at because they put, they made a warp drive engine and you have to like, 
collect rarefied <laughs> antimatter particles in the like magnetic sphere of the planet and you have to have a tool that measures the magnetosphere of the planet and find exactly the spot where the antimatter particles collect which is a real thing and then you go in and you collect those particles on like a space station and put them into your warp drive and then you can like zip off to Jupiter in like two seconds and like <laughs> it's crazy That's so Jeez. sick it's, it's it is a lot and, and like you know, I, I've only scratched the surface, but go ahead. Really, well, that's, I was, that's I, space, isn't it? Right. Like, <laughs> no matter what you do, you make the sounding rocket. You successfully put a rocket up in the mm-hmm. air and then get it down, and you don't kill your pilot. Now yeah. you've scratched the surface. <laughs> yes. And then, and then you get one. You do it with two rockets, and now you've scratched the surface. And then you mm-hmm. get one into orbit, and now you've scratched the surface. Like that's <laughs> yep. that's yeah. fucking space, and that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's sick. What were we gonna um, say, Terrence? I was going to say that that amount of detail is what I want in video games. Like, well, not, not saying, no, not definitely, I, that came out wrong. I definitely wasn't saying, it's a re- reoccurring joke that is, it's, it's a video game. But like in other, in, in different ways, I'd love to see how people do that mm-hmm. for for other things as well. Like mm-hmm. um, just really anything else from, from building a car and making that work and like from scratch or for making a game like Ark Survival, but like mm-hmm. actually be like carving stone wheels and, and moving forward like that. I think that would be so cool to just take that idea of of infinite and just add that to like so many games. Just taking every aspect of it and adding details. Uh, even if there was a life simulator that really was just that it, like into it, mm-hmm. I think that would also be cool as well. And just seeing what kind of stuff people do with that. But um, I think it's one of those things that I don't know if you guys heard um, when No Man's Sky came out. Mm. That's what I was expecting. That what you what this game is is what I was expecting. I was expecting all this nonstop and all these minute details that you just really had to work for. And I was, I uh, still haven't played it, but I heard it was a huge letdown. Um, and yeah. <laughs> I, I, th- I think that's pretty awesome. But yeah, how? What is the farthest? What's the biggest achievement you've gotten? I got a crew onto the moon and set up a moon base. So hell um, yeah, that's awesome. So that that's you have to land like individual pieces of the base and then dock them together on the moon without them blowing up. And then get people down on there and into the base and have them just chill there. And it you can drill for resources in the latest edition of the game. You can, mm-hmm. like, drill on the moon for fuel so that you can fly a ship there, land, refuel, and then continue to fly further oh. into space. Which is really cool. And it's funny that you brought up No Man's Sky because, like, I also was expecting this level of detail in yeah. that game. I have played No Man's Sky and it is good for different reasons it's not it's not the the game they promised but yeah i went mm-hmm. in with kind of an open mind and was like this is a very fun spacey like alone in space kind of game and like yeah. there's a weird little meta to it and but that's not what we're talking about the one thing though that you mentioned is like this is the kind of detail that i want in video games is i i agree but like my biggest thing has always been like i want a space shooting game like you know like a rogue squadron kind of like, you know, spaceships with laser, laser beams shooting each other that actually 
functions like real space does. And mm-hmm. I shit you not, the best like action space game physically to date is Asteroids. Oh, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because in space, if you go in a direction, space. it's like the original arcade cabinet, Asteroids. It's like you you go in a single direction, and if you don't stop yourself, you'll keep going that way. Yeah. And, and there's, like, no, there's no slow down. There's no, like, you just yeah. keep going until you slow yourself down. But then yeah. you got, like, Star Fox or Rogue Squadron or other stuff. And yeah, and you'll like you'll you'll just turn and you can just turn on a dime and bank and like like you're in a in the air and it, yeah. they make space shooters like they're airplanes and they're not they're it's a spaceship and it needs to have like there's it, there's got to be a bit more thinking involved if you're trying to maneuver a spaceship to shoot somebody <laughs> so it's a uh, I I would love to see that happen I I they om- they kind of got it in No Man's Sky. There's a little bit of that, but it's still a little too floaty, yeah. like too too controlled. And like I chalk that up to like, oh, by that point in time, they have better stabilizers on their whatever. And like, I don't know. I I really enjoy those, just like the rawness of Kerbals. It's mm-hmm. and also like the characters, man. Like the the Bill and Jebediah <laughs> yeah. and and Valentina. We Valentina. immediately fell in love with Valentina. We're like, oh yeah, she's she's wonderful. She's the one. <laughs> That was that was a whole to do too, because in the beta they only had Bill, Jebediah, and Bob, and uh-huh. then they, when they released the alpha, they put Valentina and like female astronauts in there, and like all the neckbeards were like, "Well, it's supposed to be like the early space program, but actually, according <laughs> to history, really? there were women." And I I'm love like, the term neckbeard though. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, I coined the phrase neck breather. The other, yesterday because <laughs> it's a combination of mouth breather and neck beard. Um, <laughs> so it's better than mouth beard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So. Well, so there was one last thing that I wanted to touch on that we kind of skated around earlier uh, when Terrence asked you what your biggest achievement was, and mm-hmm. what I love about Kerbal is that I mean there is the career mode, sure, but as we've discussed, that's a little. I feel like that's after you've played the game and gotten your gotten an idea of what to do the i feel like the true essence of the game is either the sandbox mode or the science mode which is like limited sandbox to help you learn Mm -hmm. um and that is really excellent because you are it is entirely up to you what you want to do there yes you set your own achievements but it, everyone does have a framework of like what an achievement is like that being able to build a base on the moon would require an intense amount of dedication and knowledge and learning and time and typically i'm not all about games that like require you to consult resources outside of the game Mm. um but this is kind of a unique case and uh i i i love that connected to the idea that the space is infinite and scratching the surface is infinite there's Mm. also like it would be it would be tough to to run out of things to do in a Kerbal Space Program, which is incredible. Yeah, especially with the mods too, because even mm-hmm. if you do go to every planet and do every science and every biome on every planet in the whole solar system, which I'm sure somebody has done. Well, if, if you've done it, you can like okay, now I want to set up a slingshot where I sling around all the planets. Like you know, yeah. you set some other dumb goal for yourself. Wait for the planets to align, and yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Just zoom stuff. around. 
it's pretty wild. And like you can do some really wild stuff. Somebody built the Enterprise in mm-hmm. it. Somebody built the Ooh. Starship Enterprise. They have there's a mod with a space dock where you can oh. like build ships inside space and launch them from space. Oh which cool. Is also very <laughs> cool. And like yeah, somebody built like people have built like the the ship from Alien and uh both of them the big donut one and also like the the janky looking one that they they have uh that the crew is on and then I, I don't remember the name of it. But then they also they've built like X-wings and tie fighters and like they built a tie fighter with an actual ion engine cuz that's what tie stands for is twin mm-hmm. ion engine. <laughs> and so like it's actually incredibly slow is the thing about an ion engine though. It's very, very slow. And so the real like struggle with like getting a TIE fighter on your tail would probably be like if you were on foot, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there it's, it's, it's fun just kind of diving into it. And there's a lot of like cool experimental scientific stuff, but yeah, I mean, it's certainly not for everyone, but like my favorite thing about this game is getting people, showing people the game mm-hmm. and like getting mm-hmm. in and playing it and being like, look what I can do. And like, you know, take some time and they like, you know, go do, like read a book or something like while I'm mm-hmm. doing all the little intricate yeah. stuff. And then I'm like, look, watch this point. And then like something cool happens and I'm having fun and they're having fun. But I also love watching this guy, Scott Manley. I'm going to just shout him out again. (laughs) He has these series where he does the most incredible stuff. He built, like, a tug ship that brought him to Mars and, like, all this stuff. And he built a ship with, like, two fairing cones on it that revealed a rover and an airplane that he dropped from orbit and landed on the planet. And it was so cool to to see it unfold. But it's also very relaxing. He has like a nice Scottish accent, and you just watch him like be like, "All right, so we're gonna calculate the delta V, and we're gonna see." <laughs> okay, so and then he like does these streams where he's drinking beers, and he's like, "Today I'm drinking a stout beer," and you're like, <laughs> "It's really nice." It's just he's just he's, he has kids and like cats, and they just like pop in from time to time. It's a good, it's a nice time, and for the most part, the community isn't that toxic either which is hard to find in gaming so oh yeah, yeah. definitely and steam yeah <laughs> and so, steam and yeah, internet steam internet and, in and general. humanity mm-hmm. <laughs> the dark the dark <laughs> the dark timeline fortnite yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah well i uh, think that what's up ray uh, i had one final thought about how this game uh provides a lot for educational purposes and that potential for games and i won't get too far into it but there's like this just shows like you know we can access things with games that you normally couldn't and yeah, absolutely. that's oh, a very definitely. valuable thing absolutely and you shouldn't people shouldn't look down on games <clears throat> our video <laughs> games art we are artists because we play video games mm-hmm. right yeah. it is no? is my is video is my neck lungs art? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all subjective. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I yeah, think I... that brings us to the conclusion of this conversation. I think we'll go around. I'm not sure the order to do this. And I think we'll start with the guest. Haley, known Overwatch enthusiast. <laughs> is You're so Kerbal, horny for it. Is Kerbal's space program worth your Overwatch time? I'd say yes. For me, right. absolutely. Okay. 
For all the reasons that have been discussed. For all the reasons so. that have been discussed, yes. <laughs> Ray, how about you? Uh, yes, it's worth my Overwatch time. Uh, I want to explore this potential and learn about space, please. Terrence, what do you think? Is Kerbal Space Program worth your Overwatch time? I was I was definitely conflicted because I'm like, what how, like what what, what it, I always go back to like what does that mean right? Mm-hmm. For me, I'm gonna say no that it's not worth my Overwatch time because <laughs> like if you want to get into it's worth a, if, if it's worth your Overwatch time it's worth a lot of your <laughs> Overwatch time. That's where I'm at. It's like so if you take time to play this game. You're taking a long time. I feel mm-hmm. like it feels like mm-hmm. that game to me, from my uh, naive standpoint, that is like you get you can't really dip your toe in it, leave it alone for a while, come back, dip your toe in it more. I feel yeah. like it's more like a progressionary type of learning thing. That's like n- not I'm going to consciously put eight weeks into this, but like like you're playing this game and you, and you just keep coming back to to learn more and do more. Definitely worth playing. I don't. I. I don't think I would take time away from Overwatch to play Kerbal. <laughs> I think. Game. I think that's valid. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Joe? I've been struggling to figure out how to answer this question. Uh, I think for me it is also a no. It's not playing Kerbal Space Program is not worth my Overwatch time. However, what I will say is that Kerbal Space Program is one hundred percent worth my Overwatch League time. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, so I'll the next time I feel tempted to watch <laughs> other people play Overwatch, instead <laughs> I will look up Scott Manley videos and uh, chill out with that because I did have an absolute blast just the short amount of time that we spent last night playing, um, or I was just watching, and I love hanging out with people play this video game and building a spaceship it's a a very fun thing to watch it's a very nice calm thing and it it's it's just not i just can't i i just can't like get through the ui and get through all of the things that there are to click on i don't have the focus for it i guess i have a big a big dumb small brain what's up t Oh, really quickly. I like how, where you put it because I, regardless of of, of my answer, I do want to check out uh, our, our your your good boy that you keep Scott, mentioning. Scott yes, because mm-hmm. that does sound good. Because like when I was first introduced to the game in college, it was a bunch of people circling around one computer. When I was enjoying it with you guys, we were laughing about the the little things and the characters and all that good stuff, and we were building mm-hmm. some, giving it funny names. I feel like that might be what the game is for, uh, yeah. if you aren't. Uh, if you aren't, uh, if you aren't using, if you aren't using it to, to learn more, I think that's, I think that's a cool way to do it because I do want to like, I feel like I can do that while playing Hearthstone or something. That would be a really Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's literally like you, you gather people around for the building phase. Everyone chimes in more rockets, more this, more that a million wings. Um, and then, (laughs) you know, then you launch it in space. I go through all the little technical like nonsense to get it into orbit and like all the specifics and then you get into orbit and then it'd be like you want to crash this thing into a mountain <laughs> and then everybody chime back in <laughs> but like just for like um <laughs> context the the games in my life that i have logged the most time into mm-hmm. like mm. like that i if i was to say the game that i've played the most would be like <clears throat> skyrim fallout 4 right okay. and maybe like civ 6 but Skyrim and Fallout 4, for sure. Civ. Skyrim. Mm, okay. 
In Fallout 4, I've logged 179 hours on Steam. And, uh, for Skyrim, I've logged 216 hours. For Kerbal Space Program, I have logged 333 hours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so it is. it's just that kind of... It's a time suck, and mm-hmm. it's a good one. And, like, yeah. you know, if you have an afternoon where you're just like, you know what? Space. I don't got nothing. It's not to do. just a time suck. It's it's enriching. Like it yeah. gives it gives back to you too, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, I legit feel smarter for having played that game with you. <laughs> you get the badges on uh, Steam. You can throw them at people and be like, yeah. "Ha! I played Turbo <laughs> Space Program." <laughs> Speaking of space, thank you so much to Lunar Light Studio for hosting us here. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's. Okay, we're not done. We're not done. Haley, come back. I love it. No, I love it. No, come back. I still. We still have to do the wrap up before all that. Very good. It was very good. Uh, Oh, the wrap up is this where we talk about which over which Overwatch characters we want to (laughs) fuck? Absolutely. We do that on every episode now. Every every episode. Every episode is just a different character. (laughs) Um, I do want to talk about our next game that we're doing. Uh, in honor of Detective Pikachu, we are going to be playing Pokemon Snap for the N64. Oh, I love that game. I've never played that game. Oh, it's very good. I'm pretty sure everyone else in this chat has played it at least many times. I want them to bring it back for the Switch. Where you? Yes. Okay, I'm I'm mad that they didn't. Spoilers for next episode. I'm mad that they never revived it for the Wii U. Because it was yes. the perfect, that was perfect, the perfect game for the it Wii U. Was, it was the perfect game. Wii U would Wii. have been successful if they had redone Pokemon if Snap. If they launched Done. it with and Pokemon be- Snap. Yeah. And yeah. better marketing. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Terrence. Spoilers. What's our challenge? Ooh, the challenge for that. Okay, so it's a solo uh, challenge. Everybody has a different character. This week, Joe has Bastion, the, the DPS boy. Ray has Tracer. The DPS girl, queen, Queen. (laughs) and I have Roadhog, and the challenge is heroes never die. The challenge is to get through one honest attempt at a game and not die once. Okay, we have three attempts at this, like three games, and also you got Roadhog? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I got Tracer? (laughs) Which, you got Tracer, but you can heal yourself too, you're Bastion, so get out of here. Yeah, we all have self-heal, that's fine. Exactly, so I can't wait to see what that's like. Let me know, and no cheating, Joe. What? I don't even know what that means. Uh, me um, neither, but, uh, he, as he's searching yeah, for his game good. genie <laughs> in a pile of rubble. <laughs> his game shark download. Thank you so much for joining us. You can reach out to us on Twitter at OverwitchCast or send an email to OverwitchPodcast at gmail.com. Haley Rose, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on this network. I am a co-host on the Good Boys Girls and Advertising and the upcoming Snub Dub, which I promise is coming back. Woo! And, I've, been, um, I've been reticent to to plug it because like it you know, is, it's been on hiatus forever. We are we are we are setting up a recording of the premiere episode for next week, so it should be coming out this month. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. More content. May is a big month for Lunar Light. It's a big month for Lunar Light. And, uh, yeah, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at HeyStews, H-A-Y-S-T-E-W-S. Woo-woo. 
working on the jingle. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> also, my DMs are open, so at me. Hey. Oh, shit. Oh. Also, as incited by the Galaxy Warp episode, we've been getting an influx of um, new reviews, and I, I was is it okay if we go through a couple of these new ones with you here, Haley? Ab- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So one of the newest ones that we have not been able to read on the show yet is from Sarcastic Trash. Mm. Five star review. That sounds like one of my fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if this is any hint, the name of the review is Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> and the content of this review is, if only they cover Sonic. Now, <laughs> now the uh, disintegration of these re- reviews has been real. <laughs> Um, I love it. Yeah, and then, do you want to do you want to tell Haley how many we've gotten? Of that them? is that is seven new Sonic reviews. That is seven new Sonic reviews since I'm the so Galaxy. I'm so proud World. of my yeah, fans. You, uh, it's it's been a it's been a good time here in the review section. Um, there's another new review now that is not a Sonic review. Oh, this is this is from Nummy Rice. It's, well, you you also uh, put out the call for genuine ones. It's I did, the name yes. of this one is Beep Boop Wow. Um, <laughs> as a veteran gaming podcast indulgee, I am thoroughly impressed with the content of this show. Most shows I attempt to listen to have no appreciation for accuracy. I'm happy to say that after meticulously fact checking all previous episodes, this show is a reliable source of Overwatch and video game news. Hey. Now, oh. They also neg us a little bit for not having any robots in the cast, and what you don't know is that Terrence is in fact a robot and has been this whole time. Yeah, um, yeah but I, I appreciate the feedback. I mean, but I love I love it though. Like I like the mm-hmm. I like that you reviewed, but I I am a robot. Yeah, uh, don't ju- don't judge people by their voices. <laughs> you never know. You can't. <laughs> so that's all for the new reviews, and man, keep them coming because it. It's, it's, there's new Wait, life I believe, in this podcast. I believe you had seven other new reviews there. Oh, no. no. <laughs> uh, no, no not, we've not already read the one. other six okay. of them. Oh, yeah. and oh, we've read almost, them all throughout. They um, all say that, the same thing that that Sonic one did, basically. I'm good. I'm so. glad. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad. I am going to put out the challenge out there. Keep them coming. We will do Sonic if you get us to 20. Mm-hmm. It's That's true. true. 20 new reviews. We're doing Sonic. We're doing yep. Sonic. We're gonna Keep our promises here. I'm really surprised we did not make a 420 Herbal Space Program uh, joke. Kind Herbal of Space Program? Herbal Space Program. Get high! Ha! Oh, yeah, in space. Thank you all <laughs> so much for listening. This has been Overwitch. Herbal Space Program, get high. Until next time, stay gamer. Oh, I get it! Get high! <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay.